you for joining us this week for Sunday worship. As a church family, we would normally be in our building and we could pass the collection plates. We share our time, our talents, and our treasure. However, since we are unable to be together, we are asking for your continued support. You can e-transfer to treasure at graceunitedhanover.ca or graceuc at whiteman.ca. Checks can also be mailed to Grace United Church, 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, N4N1V6. Thank you for your support. Friends, may we feel God's Spirit drawing us together in this time of worship, connecting us over distance. A couple of announcements for us today. Um, as of January 31st, the church is open for group use again. Um, if you would like to know more information, please contact the church office. And um, groups using the church have to follow all the provincial um, regulations for group meetings. We are hoping to return to in-person worship on Sunday, February 20th. Um, the same, it'll be the same as before Christmas where you will be, you're invited to um, reserve a spot by Thursday with the church office and you will need to wear a mask while in the church spaces will be spread out and you will be required to show proof of vaccination. Our annual meeting will be on February 27th following worship. The plan right now is for a hybrid um, meeting with people in person and also people being able to join by Zoom. Details will be coming out soon about that. And as we gather for worship today, we remember that we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Ottawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabawaki nations. We are in the middle of the land covered by Treaty 45 and a half.
We remember that each one of us is treaty people, and we're all affected by the treaties that cover this land. We pray that God may ever lead us in the work of truth and reconciliation. Come, let us join in our opening hymn as we prepare ourselves for worship.
Friends, let's call, let us call one another to worship and let us join in prayer. From the rising of the sun till its setting in the west, God's holy name be praised. On the lips of children by babies at the breast, God's holy name be praised. In the vision of the elderly and the dreaming of the young, God's holy name be praised. In the banquet hall of heaven and the forgotten corners of the heart, God's holy name be praised. Let all that has life and breath praise God. Amen, we praise God. And let us join together in prayer. Creator, you draw all things together in your love. Open us to your presence and connect us to one another as we offer our praise and reflect upon your holy word. Amen. Good morning. Our mission for Minute is entitled, Dreams Are Realized Through Education. Your generosity helps students around the world pursue their dreams. Tamarseri is a bright 15-year-old from a small village in Tamil Nadu, South India. She is lucky to be able to go to school. In her village, girls are, her age are often pulled out of school to be married. Life isn't easy. Tamil Sari's father recently died in an accident, and she is living with her mother and two other siblings. As a widow with no inheritance right, Tamil Sari's mother may lose their family home when her brother marries. The teenager worries about where she and her family will live in the future. Our life has become a question mark now. She writes in a thank you letter to the Human Rights Advocacy and Research Foundation, HRF, our mission and service partner. Questions haunt me, and sometimes I am, I am unable to sleep, she says. When a representative from HRF visited Tamilseri School, she gave a presentation on children's rights to the students at a school assembly. At the assembly, Tamilsera and other students were encouraged to stay in school, and they received a backpack. The school bag was of good quality and spacious enough to carry all my books and notebooks, she wrote. I felt very happy. Offering school supplies to students makes it possible for our mission and service partners to help young people like Tomaseri complete their education and stay in school. What's more, with support from Gifts with Vision, the United Church Gift Catalog, HRF provides backpacks stocked with school supplies to almost 500 Tamil Nadu children who live in poverty. Without those supplies, the children would not be able to attend or participate in classes. Your generosity helps students around the world pursue their dreams. One day, Tamilsari wants to become a doctor. I want to protect children like myself from diseases, she explained. I know I can't afford to while away my time. Thank you for making a difference by providing life-transforming advocacy and school supplies. Your support truly helps change lives.
And our scripture reading this morning comes from Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 30. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom, and he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is on me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him, and he began by saying to them, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his lips. Isn't this Joseph's son? They asked. Jesus said to them, Surely you will quote this proverb to me, Physician, heal yourself. Do hear in your hometown what we have heard that you did in Capernaum. I tell you the truth, he continued, no prophet is accepted in his hometown. I assure you that there were many widows in Israel in Elijah's time, when the sky was shut for three and a half years, and there was a severe famine throughout the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them, but to a widow in Zaphrath, in the region of Sidon. And there were many in Israel with leprosy in the time of Elisha, the prophet. Yet not one of them was cleansed, only Naaman, the Syrian. All the people in the synagogue were furious when they heard this. They got up, drove him out of the town, and took him to the brow of the hill on which the town was built in order to throw him down the cliff. But he walked away through the crowd and went on his way. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. among us two thousand years ago we felt in you the presence of the living God you said this loving spirit could dance inside our soul and free us from our bondage and lead us home to God but now we live in exile from our very lives. We've lost our compassion, our courage, and our joy. These troubled times of violence have shaped our very souls. We are slaves to hatred, 
your vision is destroyed. So send your love, fill us with justice. Send your spirit, fill our hearts with Send your dream to free us from our bondage. Send your light to lead us home. So send your love, fill us with justice. Send your spirit, fill our hearts with peace. Send your dream to free us from our bondage. Send your light to lead us home. There's one who walked among us not so long ago. He was your faithful servant, a follower on your way. He had a dream of freedom when justice overflows. All people dwell together. We need his dream today. He said, if anyone is captive, no one's truly free. If any child is hungry, there is no lasting peace. He said we're bound together if heart and mind could see. Our love could conquer hatred, our hopes and dreams release. So send your with justice. Send your spirit, fill our hearts with peace. Send your dream to free us from our bondage. Send your light to lead us home. So send your love, fill us with justice. Send your spirit, fill our hearts with peace. Send your dream to free us from our bondage. Send your light to lead us forth. So send your love, fill us with justice. Send your spirit, fill our hearts with peace. Send your dream to free us from our bondage. Send your light to lead us home. Today these words have been fulfilled. May you hear the words of my mouth and may the meditations of all of our hearts be blessed by God. This past December, on December 26, 2021, the world lost a powerful, compassionate, and prophetic man with the death of the Most Reverend Desmond Tutu. 
Tutu came to be known throughout his, the world for his work as an anti-apartheid leader in his home country of South Africa. He was prophetic in the way he would call out those who held power, held firm to his non-violence, and dedicated himself to the work of healing and right relations as a member of the country's Truth and Reconciliation Commission. He centered his life to living out his faith as he continued to speak out against corruption, advocated for the ordination of women, supported HIV and AIDS organizations, and called for Christians to end discrimination against 2SLGBTQIA plus people. Like many prophets, he was bold in his statements and not afraid to critique his own people and the abuse of religion that he saw around him. During the work to end apartheid, he declared that if the Bible supported segregation as some declared, he would take his Bible and tear it into little pieces and cease being a Christian. Later, he echoed these words in his in a bold statement when he said, if God, as they say, is homophobic, I wouldn't worship God. In, 20, in 2002, in an interview with Peter Mansbridge on CBC, Desmond Tutu was asked what worried him most. His response summarized his deep faith. He responded, we are taking a heck of a long time learning one lesson that God is wanting to teach us, that we are family. And similarly, he once declared, I am human because you are human. My humanity is caught up in yours. And if you are dehumanized, I am dehumanized. And anger, and resentment and retribution are corrosive of this great good, the harmony that has to exist between people. Desmond Tutu was a much needed prophet, not only in his home country of South Africa, but throughout the world. He pointed all of us towards God's vision where we all live as family and a day when healing and justice our lived reality for all. The scroll is rolled up and Jesus sits down, taking the position of a teacher in the synagogue. Then he says the simple, powerful, and shocking words. Today, this reading has been fulfilled in your hearing. Just moments before that, Jesus stood with the sacred scrolls rolled out in front of him and he read scripture. The words of Isaiah, powerful and prophetic. God has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. God has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, healing and freedom to the oppressed, to proclaim a year of God's favor, of God's favor. Elizabeth Johnson points out that the term used for the poor in this gospel reading meant more than just those who were economically poor. The term, the Greek term, refers to all whose status in society is lowered. It's lowered because of gender, 
or genealogy, or education, or sickness, or disability, or degrees of religious piety. A year of God's favor is upon us, Jesus declares. It's an interesting idea. It's a powerful idea. It's a powerful ideal. In the gospel, this term relates to the year of Jubilee, a year declared in Leviticus, where all those who were indentured servants, both domestic and foreign, would be set free. Land leased and land sold was to be returned to the original families, and all debts were to be forgiven. It was to be a time of restoration and renewal. It was to be repeated regularly. Now, unfortunately, there is no historical evidence that this commandment for the year of Jubilee was ever lived out. Elizabeth Johnson points out that it became a concept that was projected into some future time, even to the point where it was projected to the eschaton, that is, the concept of God's future intervention when all creation would be redeemed and the world would be set right again. It's easy to see how the concept of jubilee could be treated this way. The year of God's favor, the year of jubilee, radically changes the way we live and the structures of our society. It means having to set things right once again. It means some must give up what they have, their servants, the land they have collected, all of that wealth and power they have acquired. It is a great leveling of life, a restoring, a renewing. It means that life is lived in a way where people are treated as equals, as family, and relationship is placed over power and profit. That, we know, all too well, is easier said than done. As Jesus preaches, some sit in the synagogue and they stare at Jesus in disbelief. Who does Joseph's son think he is to make such bold commentary on the scripture, to proclaim that the year, that this year is being fulfilled? Others are outraged. Who, how dare Jesus say that things are going to change? The purity party mumbles amongst themselves. There can be no forgiveness without the religious rituals and acts of cleanliness. The superiority party grumbles. Only God forgives, and we know what everyone here has done, and we know who God forgives and who God condemns, who is worthy and who is not. And some and sit and listen and think finally as they think about how their lives will be blessed. This tension, as we heard, builds to the point where Jesus is written off as a heretic and deserving of death. What Jesus says is liberating to many, to others, challenging and to some dangerous and undesirable. I wonder what it would be like to witness Jesus seated at the front of our worship space, declaring that God is, that he is bringing good news to the poor and that the year of God's favor is upon us, that these things are being fulfilled. 
Well, it means we must do some deep reflecting. Who are the poor in our midst? Not just the economically poor, but also the other areas of poverty. Who are the ones who have been pushed down, pulled down, burdened, or passed by in our community, in our time, and in our place? Who are the ones who have been burdened and oppressed by structures, biases, and long-set patterns in our society? Where does division and injustice linger? What would it look like to, if things were different, if equality was restored, if justice reigned, if deep relationship was at the core of all we did? What would have to change? What would we have to let go of? What would we need to embrace? What would we have to do to be part of this change? Prophets, Jesus points out, are not easily accepted, especially when they speak and challenge their own people. Living in God's way, Jesus reminds us, is a life where many of us need to continually let go of power, privilege, old patterns of division, exclusion, and superiority. It requires a full embracing of God's vision of a life rooted in love, justice, and shared humanity. God's love and the vision of relationship needs to be our guide, our mission, and our ministry each and every day. To live in God's ways requires prophetic action. Desmond Tutu reminded the world of this. Difficult truths must be named and injustice confronted. Change needs to happen. Healing, reconciliation, and restoration must be enacted. To live in God's way, we must see one another as family, and work for the good of all. Now, while Jesus' words are certainly challenging, they are liberating and life-giving for all. Jesus does not name creation as sinful or beyond redemption or past all hope. Today, this has been fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus declares as he reveals the promise and the potential that exists in all of creation. He calls, inspires, and empowers people to live a better way. From this moment on in our gospel, Jesus will continue to go out into towns and edges of society, to fancy parties and to dark street corners where wine is shared, among the perfume and the body odor, among the powerful and the suffering, and he will live the year of God's favor through his words, his actions, his inspiring others to live towards God's holy dream of love and justice for all. He will call people back, back into relationship, relationship with God and with one another. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus' sermon in today's gospel is an introduction. It's an introduction to his ministry that he will live and the life he will inspire in others. What does it mean to live in God's love? 
Desmond Tutu was a prophet who took the call of the gospel very seriously. He called all people to respond to God's healing and reconciling love. It was what gave him the strength to tear down the walls of division and hate and to walk the path of healing and restoration. It was what gave him the passion to embrace life and to be known for the way he could at one point call out injustice and then the next moment dance, sing and laugh as he celebrated life with others. He embodied living in God's way by calling all to come together as family. And that's what Jesus calls us to again and again. We are called to be prophets of God's vision for creation. At the core of our call is a deep affirmation that celebration, that creation is a blessing, that hope is always possible, that justice will come, and that relationship well, relationship is at the core of our life and our faith, and it is a blessing. We can love in transformative ways because we have been loved by God. We can build relationship because always, because God is always drawing us back into relationship. We can live as family because we are all part of the family of God. So friends, let us embody God's love as we take our place once more as prophets, preachers, and the workers of the good news. For we are all part of the amazing things that God is doing now and always. Amen. And thanks be to God. And let us join in our prayers of the people. Let us pray. Holy One, ever-present, ever-leading, ever-challenging and inspiring, as we enter into this week, may we feel your Spirit guiding us to live out our discipleship in bold and wonderful ways. Inspire us in love, in healing, and in justice. Holy God, we give you thanks for all the blessings that meet us this week, for the beauty of creation around us, for the ways in which we remember that we are part of your holy family, for the support and care of others, for the chance to be prophets and to be lovers of all creation. Thank you, God, for filling our lives and this world with so many good things. Help us remain ever mindful of the rich blessings of life. We give you thanks for all the gifts of time, talent, love, food, prayer, and money that, we, that are shared with our church, our community, and our world through our local offering, our local missions project, and the Mission Service Fund. Bless these gifts and guide their use. We join other communities of faith throughout our regional council as we pray for Parkview United Church in Stratford. Continue, O oh God, to bless their ministry together. From the World Council of Churches ecumenical prayer cycle, we pray for the people of Algeria, Libya, Morocco, Western Sahara, and Tunisia. 
We pray for our church as we worship from home. Help us to feel one another's presence over this distance. Help us to stay connected as we reach out to one another for mutual support. Fill us with your strength and your love. We pray for all who are working from home, for students and educators, for families and friends, and caregivers who offer support. We pray for all frontline workers and all who need to continue to work in public settings during this time. We pray for all who are in hospital, for those awaiting surgery, for those who are sick and those who are dying. We pray for all who are struggling during this pandemic, for those who have been infected and those who are self-isolating, for healthcare workers, hospital staff, support workers, families and friends. We pray for Dr. Ian Era and all who work in public health, for our provincial and federal government as they set policy and guide us through this time, for those who are helping to administer the vaccinations and those who are making sure that no country is left behind. We pray for the people of Ottawa this weekend. We pray for the people of Ukraine. Continue to guide us in your way, O God, that we may walk the path of Christ together, sharing love, healing, and justice in our thoughts, words, and actions. We offer to you now our individual prayers. We pray all this in Jesus' name, as together we join in the Lord's Prayer, using whatever language and version is most meaningful to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
And friends, as we end this time of worship, may we feel God's Spirit drawing us together always, giving us strength and courage. Let us go from this time with God's love as a guide, God's hope as our vision, and God's peace as our actions. Let us go in love, let us go in peace, and let us go with God. Amen.